So my first visit to Atlanta was in 1989. I was traveling from Boston to Atlanta to visit my brother, and I boarded that Eastern Airlines flight. It was an L-1011 aircraft that held about 240 passengers. Now this was my first time flying, and I was ambivalent about the whole thing. I was just excited to see my brother. Now my seat, I remember it very well, 39A, which was just a few seats from the galley and the bathrooms. Now, I don't know if there were 15 or 20 passengers total on this evening flight, but as a novice, I didn't know to ask for a different seat. So I obediently sat way in the back, alone, rows and rows behind all of the other passengers. Now, as is the normal protocol, I put on my seatbelt and waited patiently for the plane to move. And just as the plane began to back up, the flight attendant stepped into the aisle and initiated the safety speech. Now, no one paid attention to her. I watched the passengers, they're reading magazines, they're talking to each other. They completely ignored the two attendants as their hands manipulated the face mask, do this, do that. I, on the other hand, watched intently. I never took my eyes off of them. And as the plane taxied, the head flight attendant asked if there were any questions. No one seemed to have any questions, but I lifted up my hand. Yeah, I have a question. The flight attendant walked back to me. and She seemed a little surprised that somebody actually had a question. She was a little flushed at my gesture. How can I help you? She asked. Well, me being me, I first started with, listen, I just want to tell you, great job, you know, on the whole safety training. I thought that was great. Um, perhaps I missed this part. I don't recall you talking about the parachutes. And she looked at me bewildered, a little disbelief, and she said, ma'am, we don't have parachutes. This is a commercial flight. I was stunned. What do you, what do you mean you don't have parachutes? She said, we have flotation devices. I demonstrated how to use those. I said, but we're, we're flying over land. We're flying over mountains. I don't need a, a flotation device. I need a parachute. She said, ma'am, we don't have parachutes. I'm so very sorry. I said, well, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I need to get off of this plane. And I started to sweat, and I started to get the beginnings of a panic attack. She walked away. The plane continued to, to taxi. She said, ma'am, the doors have been closed. You can't get off. She said it from far away, <laughs> as though she was afraid that I was about to do something. I don't want to share the details of what ensued on that flight. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't my finest hour. There was alcohol that was had. There may have been some strong language. There could have been threats, okay? What I know is I spent a lot of time in the restroom and I did have some strong drink. And while in Atlanta, I was sick the entire time because I knew I had to get back on that plane to return home. So as the years passed, I continued to visit Atlanta, but I did so on the Amtrak train. So no two and a half hour flight. Now my trip was 24 hours. And I convinced myself that I was fancy because I paid for the, uh, the room. It was ridiculous. Fast forward, I moved to Georgia, I'm married, I get hired at this firm, and the first thing they say two months in is, 
We're all going to St. Thomas for a marketing trip. Now everyone is over the moon. They're elated. My colleagues are elated. My husband is elated. Everyone's getting a free trip to St. Thomas. All the food, entertainment covered. You know who wasn't over the moon? I wasn't over the moon. Why? I was terrified of flying. I was so frightened. I started thinking, now let me think. Maybe I can exaggerate a medical condition or I asked my husband, is it possible for us to take a cruise, maybe from Florida, you know, to, to St. Thomas? It was ridiculous, but I was terrified. I was paralyzed, and that's what fear does. It paralyzes you, it keeps you from moving. It harasses you about all of the things that could go wrong. It has creative power, and that power is called doom. But I needed this new job. I was a newlywed, we had a new home, we had new obligations that required this income. So I had to put away my lame excuses. I boarded the plane with my husband and my new colleagues and it was terrifying. I gripped my husband's hand, I closed the window shade and I prayed quietly. And as with any flight, you know, after the takeoff and settling about 30,000 feet, you know, the plane starts to ride a little bit smoother. And eventually, curiosity took over and I lifted the shade of the window. The beauty was impeccable. The clouds, blue sky, even the ocean. Now make no mistake, I was still terrified. But the view, the view was spectacular, even scared. That was many years ago, and I still don't love flying, but I'm not so terrified anymore. And I figured out how to address the fear. And I want to share that with you. Number one, fear is designed to keep you where you are. You see, it kept me from traveling. I would only go as far as a train could take me or a car. I remember my husband asking me when we were planning our honeymoon. We lived in Georgia. He said, now, where would you like to go? I've got all the points. We can go anywhere. I said, wherever we can go, I don't know, 30 minutes. He said, so essentially, you want to go to Savannah? right? That fear kept me from traveling. It limited my exposure and my experiences. What's limiting your exposure and your experiences today? Number two, fear will slow your progress. So even though I had the fancy room on the Amtrak train and I told myself I'm fancy, they're bringing food to me in the room, it took me 22 more hours to get where I was going. I had a family member who got on an airplane at 8 in the morning. I took the Amtrak at 8 in the morning. By noon, she was at the hotel, having lunch with family and friends, doing tours. I was just about to hit New Jersey, okay? And so it delayed, it slowed my progress. And so fear will slow your progress. Number three, fear will assure that you lose something. And just as I mentioned, while my flying companions were already in town, having dinner, enjoying life, fellowship, you know, going to a movie, going to a show, I'm on a train and I can't get that back. So there's a lot of things that will terrify you. Fear will attempt to paralyze you and keep you from going where you want to go. And my advice to you is to go. Move, try, do it scared. 
and here's another piece of advice. Look out the window because even scared, even terrified, the view along the way, it's magnificent.